You're listening to the No Life Skills Podcast with your host, Ashlyn. My advice for other sex workers, don't do what I did. Giving you an inside look at the fascinating world of sex work. Yeah, a little bit awkward, but uh, informational, I guess. Connect with other professionals and allies of the industry. I was like, wow, this is easy money. Now, join the conversation while we share inspiring stories on the No Life Skills Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of No Life Skills. I'm here with the oldest hooker in the world. We are going to let her remain anonymous because she advertises as 42, but she's actually 62 and she doesn't want you guys to know her secret. But guess what? She's so freaking beautiful that you would never know anyways. So she's done it all. She's been in Playboy. She's dated a famous musician. She moved to L.A. She has rescued animals. She's been a stripper. She has been an escort. She's a business owner. Everything. She's done it all. And she's here today to tell her very interesting life story. (laughs) So hi, my friend. Thank you so much for being with me. Hello, everybody. Okay. So I want to start from the beginning. You modeled when you were younger and you told me that you had been in Playboy when you were about 19. So how did you get started in the modeling world in the first place? Well, I was living on the coast and I always had an interest in it since I was very young. And uh, I, when I moved to Vancouver, I could actually pursue it. I was 18 at the time. And uh, a photographer I was working with had told me that Playboy was coming to town and that I should go apply. And I thought, well, my tits are not big enough. (laughs) And anyway, he said, doesn't matter. So I went. The bush was big enough. And the bush was big enough, but not the tits. (laughs) Anyway, so I went and I got picked to do uh, a feature, not, uh, I wasn't a centerfold, but a feature in Playboy. And so I was 19 when I got those photographs done with Playboy. And of course, when it came out, I was 21. I was in this newborn Christian phase. We love that. (laughs) I got dunked in the water. I'd never been baptized, but I got dunked. (laughs) <laughs> Hallelujah. So why why did you decide to become a Christian during this time? I don't know what happened, but it was crazy. <laughs> and then I got a roommate. I think she was Satan herself, but uh she was she was messed right up. And anyway, I had to uh deal with that and I just decided, hey, this isn't for me. I saw a lot of hypocrites in that newborn Christian church ah. and face. <laughs> and so you were continuing to model during this time? Yeah, I was modeling and waitressing and all that kind of stuff. And where else did you model? I know you've been in some cool places. Um, I modeled in uh, Los Angeles and I modeled in Japan and Edmonton, Vancouver, and that's about it. And what did you do after you stopped modeling? How long did you model for? I modeled for quite a few years, up to like, I'd say 30. I was probably modeling. And then I was with the uh, guitarist for a famous rock band. I was living with him. And I decided that I didn't want to be there anymore. And tell us why. Why, why did this guy suck, this famous musician? I We got to hear it. <laughs> he didn't give a fuck about sex, even though he'd be on stage and he'd have like five bras or 10 bras hanging off his mic stand by the end of the concert. 
and his tongue would go down to his chin, but he never fucking knew how to use it. He didn't give a fuck about sex. He said it was like eating or drinking. You had to do it. And I thought, fuck you. So he was perhaps asexual? (laughs) I don't know what the fuck he was. but He was, yeah, okay. But anyway, so I left him and I moved to Los Angeles. And why did you move to L.A.? For what? Well, I had been down visiting a friend of mine and this uh, man we met had a perfume store in Beverly Hills and he had wanted me to model for him. And he said he would have a home I could live in and he would give me a job at the perfume store. And so I went, I left the guy in the rock band and I moved to LA. (laughs) What a nightmare that was. (laughs) So then I was there and I'm working. Well, and I told this guy, if I'm coming down there, I'm not sleeping with you. So don't even, if you want that, just tell me now I'm not coming down here. And he's like, no, 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 that's okay. So (laughs) I get there. He takes me to the, I was supposed to have a car. He didn't have a car for me. I'm staying in this house by myself with a pool, but there's absolutely no fucking furniture, but a couch. So I'm living in there while (laughs) I'm working at his perfume store. And so basically it was a big bullshit story, but I was young. I believed him. And, um, Anyway, I uh, ended up uh, buying a social security card off a guy for 20 bucks so I could put my number in there. (laughs) And then I ended up, uh, my girlfriend said, there's these people that need someone to move in their house and they have two dogs and nobody's there. They just want you to dog sit and you can live there. So I moved there. I'm thinking, wow, this is a nice house, but why do they have all these big walls around it? There's cameras everywhere. So then anyway, one day I'm in the um, the bedroom and I had, by this time, the, do- the sorry, the um, sister had come home and I picked up the phone back when they had landlines <laughs> and she was on it. So I quickly hung up the phone and I came out and she said, don't ever fucking do that again. She pulls this huge gun out of her purse. She goes, I get fucking nervous. And I thought, I really need to move out of here. Found out that this big gangster in LA that was in prison for murder, that was his house. And uh, so I got out of there and got a place down by Venice Beach and lived there for a few years. Met my son's father, who I'd met in Canada as well. And we moved back to Vancouver, got married, and came out to Edmonton because there was work out here. So that's what happened there. Holy crap. That's quite the story. And we didn't even get into all that. That's crazy. So you came back to Canada with your son's father. You got married. You had the baby or something along those lines in there. Yes. And then you left him. Right. And then this is when you got into stripping. Is that yes. correct? So my son was three. I went into stripping. And who got you into stripping? What was the appeal to become a stripper? Well, my friend was a stripper and she said, you should come strip. Well, I'm like, yeah, OK. So I did the amateur night at the Saxony back in the day, <laughs> but I didn't drink or do drugs. And I was so nervous that I took those herbal calm pills. I took about 10 of those thinking they would help me relax, but they didn't. And I did my first show and um, I was hooked and uh, I had left my 
ex-husband and moved down the street. So I would go work out of town for a week, come home, have my son for the week, go back and forth like that kind of thing for a while. What was your favorite part about stripping? Did it give you a lot of flexibility to be with your kid? Like, Yeah, it did that too. I, I could pick my own times when I wanted to work, when I didn't want to work. The money was amazing and I enjoyed being on the stage. It was fun. And you were the oldest stripper there, right? Yeah. Well, what did people think about that? Well, <laughs> I looked like I was in my 20s. I, I started, so I was like 36 when I, no, 35 when I started stripping. And then by um, 41, I was saying to the agent, oh, I want to be the oldest stripper one day. And he said, well, you already are. I'm like, oh, great. So, <laughs> So would you say that being the oldest stripper was definitely an advantage? Not really. Well, <laughs> no, because I didn't look it. No, so, I know. But guys must have thought you're so hot, though. I know, but they didn't know my age. Oh, so you were using a fake age as well when oh, you were always. stripping. Okay, okay, okay. I had to. <laughs> oh, okay. See, I think if you just used your real age, guys would be like, what the hell? They wouldn't believe it. And then you'd be even busier. No, but no, I want to... Because... The thing is, I like to market to the younger men, the older men, so that I can, you know, because take everyone's money. Yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, it's just, it bronze my whole clientele, right? Yeah, I get that. So when you were stripping, did you do like stage as well or just like private just dances? Stage. They didn't have lap dancing places oh. then. It was all stage. Wow. Wow. And you loved <laughs> doing that? I would I would pay to see one on a stage. Do you well, have a video? Well, I do want to. That's my goal is when everything opens up again is I want to do an amateur night and get up there and, and strip because it's been many years. I mean, I haven't stripped on stage since my early 40s. So it'd be like 20 years that I've been on the stage, but I would love to get up there and kick ass. So when COVID's over, we can all find you on the stage somewhere. It'll be Edmonton's geriatric <laughs> stripper. Senior stripper takes over Edmonton. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> but nobody will know. That's the thing. I know. So I can say that. I'll still say I'm 40. <laughs> she's going to be 40 and forever. Okay. Until the grave. She's 40. Well, I was 36 online up to like a few years ago. And I thought maybe I should change it to 30. So I moved it up a couple years and now I'm 38. Wow. wow and guys are like, you don't look it. Yeah. I always get that. I don't look my age at all. And I'm really happy about it. Yeah. Like, I'm not kidding. You guys, I show pictures of her to my friends and I'm like, guess how old she is. And they, they're like 35. I'm like, no, 62. <laughs> they never believe me. Anyways, so you stripped for a while, st stripped to like 41, you said, and then you met your next husband, correct? Your yes. husband. Okay, so that's why you stopped stripping. Yeah, he didn't like me stripping. And he had gotten a job as a directional driller, and that was it. He said, I don't want you doing it anymore. So I quit. And we moved to a farm, which was great for him. I would be out there by myself for a month at a time, freaking out. And, uh, then we split up and I bought an acreage and I used to do dog rescue. But, but, but before, so when he was working on town for a month, that's when you started working online and doing webcamming, right? Well, I just did it. Like I was already planning to leave him and I, my girlfriend said, the same girlfriend that got me into oh, stripping. Wow. 
<laughs> she said, why don't you go online? It's great. Cause she was making great money. So I was out there with my really bad internet <laughs> And I said, I don't know if I can do this. Well, I, she laughed. She goes, well, that's what you said about stripping. <laughs> so here I am, my first show, I'm sucking on a heel of my shoe because that's the guy was into the fetish of sucking on shoes and stuff like that. And so anyway, I said, that was great. I did great. And so she goes, I ended up doing that. Well, he found out because I was going to move out. I was trying to get some money to get out, Right. And he found out, he smashed the computer. I finally moved to the acreage that I got. And then out there, I was doing animal rescue dogs and working online. So I'd be the sex star down in my basement, put on a park in my big rubber boots, go out and give dogs their medicine, clean papers. They were sick dogs. I had like 21 dogs hidden on my property out there trying to make them healthy. (laughs) She just wanted to save all the dogs. That's a passion of yours. Animals, obviously, (laughs) and animal rescue. I love that. Yes, totally. So then why did you decide to sell your acreage and then you bought in Edmonton? So what happened there? Well, I mean, out there, it was just such isolation. I, I couldn't take it anymore. I was by myself and I'm not a country girl and, you know, just keeping up that property. And I didn't know how to fix fence. I'd have like, when I sold it, it was winter and there was like, I had so many shovels and pitchforks stuck in the holes. So the puppies and stuff wouldn't get out. I had to leave them all on the ground because I couldn't fix fence. I couldn't do any of it. (laughs) All right. So yeah, you decided the country life wasn't for you. You became a city girl once again. And then this is when you started working at the studio, correct? Because your friend, is this the same friend she got that's got you into stripping and camming, got you into escorting as well? No. Different I got, friend. Okay. I got her into escorting. Oh, you you got her into it this time. Okay, well, yeah. That no, good. actually a hairdresser that I went to was... I was saying I work online. It's so... Uh, it's getting lonely, you know? I'm getting tired of it and... She said, you should meet my friend. She owns a studio. And I said, okay. So we met and there I was. I thought, I don't think I can do this as I did <laughs> the last two times. <laughs> and then, and then I, was, we are. I was a natural and it was good. It was booming back then. So it was good money. And uh, it was nice to work at a studio. You always felt safe. Do you remember your very first client ever at the studio? No, but I remember just praying that I would. they would be you know, hot looking guys. <laughs> she still prays every day that they're hot. And it's, uh, that's usually not the case, but she still hopes. <laughs> oh no, but I love a lot of my clientele, does, even though does. they're older They're I've had so many crazy stories at the studio and just tell us one crazy story. Well, there was this one guy that used to come to the studio and this a studio had stairs that were they went straight up and there was like a hundred stairs to get to the top. Well, I had this old guy, he was 82 and he would come in and I would think he's going to fucking fall down those stairs and die on me. Or so he would come in and then it was like having this old, I was like a nurse almost it seemed, but I would put a blanket in the shower because like a, not a blanket, but a towel because I was scared he's going to slip Then he'd come out and then he'd say, oh yeah, let's get to it. So I would lay on the edge of the bed put the condom on him and I'd spread my legs and he would come up. He would think he was in me and he wasn't even in me and he'd be banging away. And then after he'd say, did you come? And I'd go, Oh yeah. (laughs) 
how many times I'd be like, oh, at least two or three. He's like, oh, that's good. He goes, Your pussy's so tight. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you, he wasn't even inside. <laughs> he was so sweet. Aww. And then he'd say, oh, okay, can you just rub my legs now? So then <laughs> he'd get on the bed and rub his legs. Oh, my God. And then wow. I had another guy. And uh, he he was married. He was uh, like a older, he was probably 65. And he was a, you know, a Indian guy, like uh, from India. Yeah. Right. East Indian. Yeah. Yeah. East Indian. And uh, I don't know what's correct anymore these days, what you can say. East Indian is correct, East I believe. Indian. <laughs> so he came in and then we did our thing. And he was so nervous because he'd never done this before. And then... After the the session, he says to me, he goes, do you think my wife, when I walk in the door, will say, you've been to one of those places, haven't you? <laughs> and I said, does she look you in the eyes? Does she come and hug you right after you get home? She goes, he goes, never. I said, she will never know. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Did he ever come back? Uh, yeah, he did, but he was, he was so nervous. No, actually he never did come back that guy, but he was so (laughs) nervous and thought his wife was going to see it all over his face. This just wasn't the thing for him. I don't think. No, I don't think (laughs) he could have come back, but you know how they used to change up, you know, just like they still do. They always (laughs) want that fresh pussy. They never want to see the same girl (laughs) twice, you know, Hmm. (laughs) they want to taste all the flavors of the rainbow. (laughs) Oh man. So did you like working at the studio? I did like it. You felt safe. And back then it was nonstop. Like how much money were you making per day? Oh. This was 14 years ago. Everybody. Just I wouldn't so you know. know by day, but probably, probably 15,000 a month. Wow. It was good money. Back in the good old days when Backpage was still around. Oh man. Yeah. But it was, and yeah, it was good. That was like the two, late. When, when, when is that? 2008. In that era. Oh, so then things crashed. They crashed. Oil crashed. And then, of course, then I went back online and that's how I ended up. Mm-hmm. And so you also worked for a pimp. And- oh, well, then after that, <laughs> I worked online because it died. I went online and it just wasn't great money. And then then I thought, I'm going to try an escort agent because someone told me they make great money. Well, wasn't that a nightmare? I was working from 12 noon till no, it was like you had to be available from, I'm trying to think what hours I work, 12, 12 to 12. So 12 midnight till 12 noon. Yeah, that's the stupid shift I had. And uh, this chick would be sending you to the scariest places. <laughs> like, fuck. you know, you just end up with, you know, or they wouldn't show like they would be phoning for girls, but they'd be so loaded it would be four in the morning. They've already passed out and you go into a dark house. I mean, we'd have a driver, but it was always so nerve wracking. And when I had started, I was told that this one girl had a driver and she went to a house and um, the drivers were supposed to wait for you. And he thought, I'm going to go get a coffee. So he does. He comes back and he goes to the door because the girl isn't coming out. And the guy says, she took off. She took a cab. Well, it turns out this guy had murdered the girl and was burying her in the backyard. Like, that's the story I got anyway. And wow. of course, I was even more terrified after that. So did you continue working there after that? Not much longer because it was just too nasty, too scary so for me. So tell us about the time the guy 
put a chair up to the door and was smoking oh well crack that out of was down can. at the it was the hotel above the old blues what, yeah I can't remember what that's called but oh, like so the, the historic hotel in Edmonton they just redid it like on White Ave anyone listening from here will know yeah it's like a yeah. it's a blues club downstairs yeah. but it had been around forever and she sent me there. So I go up, the driver's outside, but of course it's all locked, the front door, because the the clerk would let you in. And then I'd go up and I go to this room and he, I go in and then he shuts the door and puts a fucking chair up against the knob. And I'm like, <gasps> I just freaking, and then he starts smoking crack out of a fucking beer can. He's like, do you need, you want to hit? And I'm like, <sighs> no, no, I don't. Um, do you have the rest of the money? And he's like, uh, no. I just thought you'd like some crack. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm like, I need to go. I got out there. I ran so fast down those fucking stairs. I was terrified. And I think that was the last time I did it because I thought this is this is awful. Holy freaking Christ. So, okay, yeah, I don't blame you. (laughs) And I was like a 50 year old woman. Like, I never done anything like that. So it was scary for me. It'd be scary for anybody. Holy crap. So, okay, so you quit. You got got away from the pimp slash agency because mm-hmm, they did not care about your well-being. They just wanted to make a quick buck. So oh, uh, yeah. that's a pimp. Yeah. And uh, did you continue to work online then? Yes. Yeah, so we're back right. online. Back online. And then when we met about four or five years ago, that's when you went back to the studio the last time. Yeah, I, I'd gone back to, I think, a studio in between there somewhere for a bit. I'd always end up going to studio and then going back online. But uh, then I was in a studio again when I met you. That's how our love story began. (laughs) It was such a love story. (laughs) And then, yeah, so you worked there for a couple years-ish. And then... Then I got my own place. Yeah. So why did you decide to go independent after working at the studio? Because you had never really worked independent before, it sounds like. You just worked at the studios, then worked for the agency, and then... Um, so this was your first time being on your own. Yeah. Well, I just found like the studios were so different. Like when I worked, you know, back in the t- early 2000s, the studios you had to clean, they had rules. You got so many <laughs> fines. If you ever left a condom anywhere, if you got a hundred dollar fine, if you didn't clean the rooms, if you didn't, there was so many rules you had to be cleaning all the time. There was rules at the studio we worked at, but they just weren't enforced. Oh my God. They were horrible. Like the yeah. girls didn't want to do nothing. I'd find yeah. cons underneath the mattress. Ugh. The sheets weren't clean. I'd have to re-clean the room before I'd even use it. Yeah. Uh, one girl had just mopped the floor, an older girl that had been in it a long time too. We're just used to that. Mm -hmm. She mopped the floor, this young new girl that was so busy. She was 19, came in, tracked mud all the way in. And the other girl said, could you mop that up? Because I just cleaned the floor. She goes, that's not my job. And that's just what I found the attitude with a lot of the new girls. Especially me. Horrible attitude. I don't think, you I'm know, just you're kidding. so I'm clean. Oh my God. You <laughs> I'm are really fine. uptight. <laughs> but the thing is they can't, they weren't allowed, bylaw would not let them enforce those rules anymore. They weren't allowed to do that anymore. Oh, I think, yeah, we weren't, they weren't allowed to fine or something, but it's like, it was a freaking absolute free for all. Like people would just not show up for their shifts. They'd show up late. They'd be drinking. They'd be doing drugs yep. and just nobody got fired. And all that mattered was if you made money and like it was just it was disgusting. Like I freaking hated working. Remember there. they brought in the hundred dollar 
Oh, Remember the, the customer appreciation day. Ugh. And in my opinion, customers don't need any Ru- more appreciation. That just ruined everything. It, that's why I ended up leaving too. So I think, yeah, that it, things slowed down because of the customer appreciation day. So basically it was 120 bucks for half an hour. And you see, well, we, that girls saw a hundred bucks out of that. So the boss got 20 and there would be girls there who would see 20 guys a day. Like I'm not exaggerating 20 people and you're getting only two grand for that. And in my opinion, I'm not comfortable working for that little. I'd rather see a handful of clients and make two grand a day. Like I can make two grand a day. It's not that hard, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Yeah, depending where I, where I am and stuff. Yeah. And so what happened was at the studios, all these guys would just be waiting for the customer appreciation day. They wouldn't want to come in and spend 200 bucks on a half hour when they could just wait a few days and get it for right. half price. And then they'd come in and guys, if you, if they hadn't seen the girl before, they didn't want to pay full price. That was the other thing. So they just wanted to try out all the girls for the 120 special. And I remember we would, I would kick the guys out early or like a lot of us did that because it's 120 bucks and we would get in trouble from the boss because she's like, no, you need to stay with them for the whole 30 minutes. <laughs> ah! So that ruined it for me. It, that just ruined the business and then yeah. back page and then girls charging nothing for everything and giving more and more and more. Yeah. It used to be you didn't kiss. Yeah. There was no bareback, nothing. It was so safe. And that has so changed. Yeah. Yeah. So what are there any other differences in the business since when you first started compared to now? Well, just those things, mm-hmm. you know, you were the places were way cleaner. They were you know, you had rules and you followed them mm-hmm. and you, you took pride in your, your studio that you worked at because you wanted it to be nice. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't just about the money. It was about giving good service, a clean environment, a nice environment. And I find that now with, uh, if you have your own place or you work with a girl, um, you, you can keep your place clean and you mm-hmm. know, your customer is going to come to a clean place and have everything nice for them right yeah like I left the studio for a while and then I went back just because I wanted interaction with other people like other girls and when I went back like I was embarrassed I like didn't even want to see people at this at that studio because I was like oh it's just it was so bad like I'm not trying to talk shit and I'm not gonna say which one it was whatever but man and even people online were like why did she go back there it was just a bad look for me I don't know and yeah I would not go back to that studio. There's ones that are nicer. I heard and, there's still some good studios. Yeah. A, a, maybe a, like two. I don't know how well <laughs> they're doing in this, but. I heard it's doing okay, actually, because yeah. I have friends that still work there. But yeah. So then, let's see. You started working independent and then COVID. Well, I, yeah, I, I went or, into the studio and then because of all the, and the girls are fighting. I always tried to stay away from that stuff to the drama and the studios, but the way how dirty it was getting and how girls, you were cleaning for them and doing everything for them. And they weren't even making an effort. They had no pride mm-hmm. in their job at all. And uh, so I thought I can't do this. So I got my own place and it was doing really well. And who taught you everything you know? Oh, yes. <laughs> you did. Yeah. I took her under my wing, helped out this uh, senior. To hooker. granny. <laughs> to <laughs> granny <laughs> under your wing. Yep, yep. Because, you know, these uh, old folks are not great with technology. So, <laughs> Oh, my God. I still can't. I mean, oh, she had to be so patient with me. Aww. Oh, my God. And then I can't remember anything. No, no. She writes it down. I you, write yep. everything down. Old school. Write yep, it down. Yep. In your little notebook. No. 
no, it's all good. And now she's like, okay, I haven't worked in a while. I'm going to need you to reteach me when I come back. I'm like, okay, no problem. Oh, now there's OnlyFans. I'm now, thinking, oh, now we got to learn OnlyFans. <laughs> so we got to, you know, I got to teach her about OnlyFans. Oh my God. So crazy. But um, yeah, no. So then I, my studio was doing good. It started to go down a bit though. It was starting to get slow. I don't know oh, what your happened. call. Yeah. Oh, and then I had a boyfriend. Yes. Tell uh, us that, about that. It's, I just should never get another boyfriend because they don't like that job. They're all not the right person. It won't matter. Yeah, right. It's true. Have faith. So anyway, had to get out of there. So went back online because it's always good and safe. Yep. And guys seem to be okay with that. But uh, he wasn't in the end anyway. So he got kicked to the curb as well. Thank God. Yes. And so I, and then I was going to get a place. I was kind of going back to my friends back and forth Mm -hmm. and uh, the drive is quite far and I was getting frustrated. And uh, so then I thought I'll just get a place closer to me. She was going to buy a place. Well, that or rent because Mm -hmm. I can't bring clients to my home. I just can't. Uh, This neighborhood would, everybody would see, they know me, right? She needs some discretion. Yeah. Big discretion. (laughs) They'd be like, who's that? (laughs) Wow. Another one. (laughs) They would be, it would be so obvious if it was in my neighborhood. So, um, yeah. So then I did that for a bit and then COVID hit and I shut it down. I saw a few guys. Because you're a senior citizen. So yeah, I could be. (laughs) You're at risk. (laughs) I'm sorry. I love you. You know that. <laughs> I don't even think I am at risk. I don't know. I'm you're never, old, so you're at risk. Well, I'm not that old. I don't think I'm at risk at my age. Am I? Okay, you maybe not as a as risk. I think it's 70 and up are really at risk. Okay, so almost, but not quite. <laughs> but I just thought, oh my God. And then they got the rule with the, you can only have two people, two close friends if you live alone. And I'm just thinking, I don't want to get busted with this. And, you know, I should have just kept working, but I've just kind of taken a break and just been working online like crazy. And it's kicking ass online because so many guys are at home, bored, jerking lonely. off. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a jerk fest on there daily. <laughs> That's great. So online work is something you've always been able to fall back on. Yeah, for 20 years, yep. it's always there. And mm-hmm. uh, and you've built up a following. I have a, thousands of followers. and Because you're a MILF, you're a cougar. That's right. But they never believe I'm 38. Is that what I am now? I moved yeah, it yeah, after 38. 38. 38. <laughs> it was 36 for like for 10 20 years. years. 20, <laughs> 20 like 20 years. Years. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I thought I better move it up. They're like, oh my God, you don't look 38. I'm like, I love it. I'll be, I don't have to get in the granny section on there till I'm 50. So I figure I'll be 80 by the time I get on there. Yeah. Cause how long do you see yourself hooking and camming? You tell me. I'm going to do it as long as (laughs) I can because I give good service and I'm, I, Mm -hmm. uh, I care about my clients. And you're hot as hell. That's right. And as long as I can look good and, you know, and give a good service, uh, that's what I want to do. It's not all about the money for me because I like you, I would rather have just a few really good clients uh, a day and that's it. I don't have mm-hmm. to have five to nine guys a day. I don't, I don't even yeah. want to do that. Yeah. I, you know, I'd rather just quality rather than quantity yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, be fresh, <laughs> fresh pussy for you guys. Every guy's the first client of the day. Okay. <laughs> so what would you say that you, the secret to looking young forever is? 
Do you have any secrets for us? Because I would like to keep my good looks forever so I can hook until I'm 80, just like you. Well, the thing is, I didn't smoke. I did drugs back in the 70s. What kind of drugs? Well, I went to Led Zeppelin. I was stoned on acid. (laughs) (laughs) And a few other old concerts. (laughs) Okay, so you did acid. Window pane and MDA. That window pane was an acid white blotter. (laughs) I hated drugs, really. So I got out of that. And then I didn't do drink or drugs. Well, I didn't drink for, I quit when I was, uh, now what, when, when was I? So like in, uh, 87, I quit drinking and I didn't drink and I never, I quit, uh, tanning my face and stuff. So from the neck up, I wouldn't, I'd always tan my body, but not excessively, but just to have color, but my, from the neck up, I wouldn't tan my face. Cause that all my friends that did, they're looking at nowadays. Mm-hmm, oh mm-hmm. yeah. They're all wrinkly. And, and sunscreen. Do you use sunscreen every day? Yes, I mm-hmm. do. And um, yeah, I didn't drink, but four years ago I started drinking because of that. I just wanted to try it. I, oh. I just, I was going to wait to 70 and I thought, fuck this. <laughs> You've waited long enough. You deserve it. <laughs> I thought it's been like, how, how long was that? Like 28 years or something. Well, I thought, what if I turn into a raging alcoholic? Well, I didn't. And now I barely drink because I went all wild for a couple of years. It was fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You had and a good time. You went through I, a phase. We've I all went been through a phase. Yeah, it was like I was 20 again. Well, 16. <laughs> I think I started drinking at 15 or something. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So that's what I would say. You know, take your makeup off. Don't sleep with your makeup on and moisturize and... Yeah, just don't abuse yourself internally or externally. Mm-hmm. And genetics play a huge <laughs> part of it. Mm-hmm. So you might just be lucky. <laughs> yeah, lucky too. <laughs> and keep some curves because as you get older, you can't be, mm-hmm. uh, if you get too skinny, you look old. You got to yep. have curves to fill you out. Yep, yep. Those are great tips. <laughs> <laughs> you t- you t- always tell me these, so I love it. <laughs> so what's one of the most important things that you've learned during your time doing sex work? Well, I really love it. I love the freedom. I love how I can uh, pick my own days, my hours. I've met some amazing guys in my career in the sex trade and uh, some friends and good friends. And I, I got into it quite late. So you're making the most of it. I did. I, I've done good. Sometimes when I would work at the studio, young girls would come in to work 18, 19. I would think, oh, they're so young. And but not everybody wants that. No, I wouldn't even think that, though. I oh. would think for their mental state as young girls, I would think because guys would come in, they would be doing guy after guy after guy because all of these guys want this young, fresh girl. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, what is that fucking doing to her little brain? See, I think about that, too, because I started really young and I was talking with about this with someone else. And like, I don't even think I will know the trauma that has ensued until I'm like out of the business for real and like yeah. not doing any kind of sex work, because I'm sure I'm a little bit fucked up. Oh, well, absolutely. I am from this business, but I just I don't know. Yeah. Like, I always think it. I don't know. I just wanted to take them out of there, put them in school or just I didn't want them to be there. They were so young. And I thought this is fucking their brains up because they're doing one man after another, after another, after 
And I know that that is going to do something to them in the future. They might not know it yet, but yeah, like well, you when said. your brain's not fully developed and you're doing this oh, yeah. work, my brain's not even fully developed. <laughs> like, is this why we're friends? Because you wanted to save me? <laughs> <laughs> you never seemed young. You always seemed so mature. And God, I'm like the fucking child sometimes going, how do I do this? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but no, that's the only thing I didn't like about it was watching really young girls get into it. And I think they should have to be like at least 25 to start. But of course, you know, you can do all kinds of things by 18 here, you know, so Mm -hmm. who am I to say some girls will handle it better than others. But at least the studio creates a safer space rather than turning to like independent work when you don't know what you're doing or even street based work or getting yourself into a dangerous situation with like a boyfriend or a pimp. Mm -hmm. So at least there is that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's good that these places exist. Yeah, I always felt so secure in in a studio, always. I, I miss that part of it. Mm-hmm. You could go there for your hours. Guys would just come in. You always knew you were safe, mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. And that's what I learned about that. I like that. But as far as it as a business and being in it, I've enjoyed it. I've benefited from it. I use my money well. A lot of girls don't. And which is sad too, you know, they just blow it and they could have had homes, they could have bought property and they don't, you've got to, you've got to use that money. You easy gotta, come, easy go is yeah. how, how the mentality is. And I know women who've worked for 20 years, they have nothing to show nothing. for it. They don't even own a property. They can't even get a car by themselves. Like they need a client to help them get a vehicle. Like, yeah. and you know, whatever you do, you, but I just it would never want to be that way like I no way I'm doing I'm going to do an episode on hooker financial literacy because they need it yeah they need to I used to tell girls you guys got to save your money sock it away you got to have a emergency fund Mm -hmm. for something or they'd be in a Mm -hmm. bad relationship Mm -hmm. I would say just hide some money Mm -hmm. get you always got to have a way out Mm -hmm. right because a lot of girls in the business attract some pretty low lives and it's sad Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's what I get from it anyway. Yeah. I do love my job. <laughs> so what's your favorite kind of sex work to do? Do you love working online the most or in person? Mm, there's, I like both. Mm-hmm. Online is great. I'm home. I can just get ready, get on, do my thing. You know, if I have to get off, feed my dogs, let them out, whatever I got to do, I can do that. The other is it's nice to be physically touched, be with somebody. In the business, I like... It's definitely faster money. I make a lot more uh, escorting. Um, I like some of my customers. I love them. And I just love to hang out and talk and have, you know, sex and enjoy it and whatever, you know, like there's a, it's a whole different ball of wax, obviously, but both are good in their own way. I didn't, stripping was fun. It was exciting to perform and be on stage and the guys cheering. That was a whole different thing. I hated being away all the time. I, I didn't like that. And, you know, um, so I would say um, if I'm in a safe place, I really love doing escorting. Um, and I do love with this COVID and everything, holy shit, mm-hmm. like online, just kicking ass and it's mm-hmm. safe and uh, I can't go anywhere. I don't want to get a fine because mm-hmm. someone sees me going in somewhere. Snitches get stitches. Yeah, the rats. There's always rats in the neighborhood. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's 
I'd say that's what I've learned from it. What's one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self? Get into it way fucking earlier. Like how early? Like a fresh 18? <laughs> I wish I would have started everything at like 30. Mm-hmm. You know, that would have been a good age because my head would have been together and I could have dealt with it. You know, like I wouldn't want to have gone younger because I really think that would have messed me. I remember a guy when I was stripping even and I was already in my late 30s. He said, hey, if I pay you, will you come up to my room after? And I got so mad at him. I said, I'm not a fucking hooker. (laughs) (laughs) Now I wish, fuck, I wish I would have done it back then, right? Yeah. It's funny how your perception changes on things. So what did you think about hookers back then when you were only a stripper? I didn't think bad of them. I just would never have thought I would do it. Mm. Of course, I didn't think I could go online. I didn't think yeah. I could be a stripper and I didn't think I could be a hooker. So. You can do anything. <laughs> you put your mind to it. You didn't even think you could figure out how to like post your own ads or whatever. Or Well, I haven't really done that really. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> I guess. Okay. COVID <laughs> hit just when I was gonna. That's true. Well, she didn't think that she could like get on Twitter and figure out Twitter, but she did that. Yes. <laughs> and you're going to figure out OnlyFans. I'm going to teach you. So you can do it all. Yeah, I'm going to be happening. Yes. In the hooker department. Yes. <laughs> Senior hooker. Oldest hooker in the world. Right. I here. could have got my pension at 60, but I'm waiting to 65. <laughs> she doesn't so need you guys it. better be paying, helping me pay That's it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. If you could do anything in the world and money was no object, what would you do? Uh, rescue animals. I Definitely. So. And do you have any other funny or interesting sex work stories that you want to share? Well, there was this one guy. <laughs> he um, he looked really good for his age back then, like I do now. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, you know, he said it's it's all in the breathing. You got to breathe. And then all of a sudden he's naked and he's on the ground doing the, you know, that meditation pose with his legs crossed and he's like you just gotta breathe and you gotta breathe and he's paying you and what breathe what to stay young or what just breathe and breathe to stay young yeah yeah, please breathe everybody (laughs) and then the one time uh, a girlfriend that i was working for she said this guy came in and she was in the room with him (laughs) she said okay in like 20 minutes come down there because when he comes, he sounds like he's going insane, right? And so I said, okay. So then I can hear, I go down with my, and I don't, what I did was I recorded it on my phone. <laughs> and this guy, she's going, you sound like a Wolverine. Oh my God, I love it when you come. She's saying to the guy, and he's, and I'm videoing it. And then I went back. And then later she goes, did you hear him? Did you come up to the door? I said, oh, no, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. And then she's in the shower, cleaning the shower. And I said, you should hear the singer on uh, America's Got Talent. He's unreal. So I turn on my phone and it's him yelling and her going, you're like a Wolverine. <laughs> what did he sound like? Please give us a. I, I don't even remember. <laughs> what, does look- what does a Wolverine sound like? I don't know. He just sounded like he was part wolf when he was coming. Hmm. That's hot. I love that. Oh, uh, there's so many stories from back in the day. We'll have to have you on another episode because... <laughs> I love all your stories. Oh, there's so many, so many. Oh, man. All it right. makes the job very fun and interesting. Yeah, when there's weird shit happening constantly. Oh, yeah. 
Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it so much. This was awesome. You're definitely coming on for a part two because I know you got more stories in there. Like oh, you I can talk lots. my ear off for hours. So <laughs> I, in a good way. Well, thanks for having me on. It was great. Yes, it was. All righty. Well, we're going to keep my friend here anonymous, so she's not going to plug herself, but uh, you can subscribe to my OnlyFans and that will be in the description. So thank you, everybody. And thanks for listening. All righty. Well, that concludes the interview portion with my friend there. We're going to keep her anonymous. OnlyFans coming soon for her. Sexy at 60. Be on the lookout when she's ready to reveal her identity. I uh, think it would be so funny because I think... I don't know. People just wouldn't believe her if she actually made OnlyFans called Sexy at 60, but we've been talking about it. (laughs) So I'm going to get her set up on OnlyFans one of these days. And there you go. Now for the advice with Ashlyn. So someone asks me, can you discuss the issues that Canadian sex workers have crossing the border to the U.S. and would I ever tour to the U.S.? So I can only speak from my personal experience with these things. I personally know several people who have been banned from the States because they are sex workers. I have not been banned yet, although I'm sure it is inevitable. Um, I typically go to the States several times a year and I have like before COVID, obviously, because the borders are closed right now. And I have never really had any issues. I've driven down by myself several times and have been totally fine. I have also flown with someone I was dating at the time. So my boyfriend and I think when we flew to the States, we just flew to Vegas a few times. So that was never really an issue. They knew we were just going to Vegas for a few days and I was with my significant other. They didn't really question me. I've also flown solo to the States, which I was very nervous about. I did have a legitimate reason to be going there and like I was going down for some other meetings for another job that I have. And so I had like an itinerary and whatever. I was supposed to be flying with my boss and then his flight, something ended up happening. I had to take a different flight. So I was shitting my pants because I thought, oh man, I'm going to have a problem. Turns out I did not. Thank goodness. So that's just my experience. But every time I go to the States, I think, is this going to be the day where I'm going to be detained at the border? So basically what I do is... I will not take a computer with me that has work stuff on it. If I have to take a computer, I now have two laptops. So I would take the clean one that I use for school and stuff now. It has no escorting history, no pictures, no nothing on there. Before, when I only had one laptop, I wiped the whole thing, got rid of everything on the computer. And something else that I will also do is I will not take both phones with me. Typically, I have two cell phones. I've got a lot of work shit on my personal cell phone as well, just pictures and stuff. I will probably wipe my cell phone if I have to go over the border as well, just in case, because um, if you're not aware, if they think something's up and they don't know why you're going across the border to the States, they can look at all your devices, look at your emails, your text messages, your pictures, everything. And if they find out you're a sex worker, actually, if they find out that you have been a sex worker within the last 10 years, they ban you from the States. And then I don't know how long the ban is. I don't believe it's a lifetime, but I know that it's a big hassle to get rid of the ban. You need like an immigration lawyer and stuff. Like it's a big deal. And I would really like to have somebody on the podcast who's actually gone through this. So I'm going to reach out to a couple of people who I know that have had issues and hopefully they can share their experiences because yeah, it's just, it's super scary. Um, I know people who have been like put on the plane in handcuffs, like they treat you like you're a criminal. I also heard a story on Twitter, maybe yeah, a couple of years ago and somebody 
she wasn't even an escort. I believe she was just uh, doing online sex work. So either like porn or camming or something like that. And basically what happened is she flew from Canada to Vegas and she flew from like a smaller airport. So, for example, in Edmonton or Calgary, when I fly down to the States, they do pre-screening. So you do customs in Canada. That I would always recommend for sex workers um, because if they're going to not let you in to the country, you'll find out before you get on the plane. Anyways, this other girl, she flew down. She did not do pre-screening because she was at a smaller airport in Canada. And so when she arrived at the States, she thought she was going to have to get off the plane and go do customs there when she landed in the States. So from my understanding, this was a couple of years ago, I might get the story wrong. Um, basically when she landed, either she went to customs or the police were already waiting there for her and basically interrogated her for hours. And then, yeah, she was there for like the adult video awards or something, the AVNs or whatever that is. And so, yeah, just uh, I'm paraphrasing poorly, but you guys get the idea. Basically, yeah, sometimes they will just wait for you there in the States and freaking put you in a cell and interrogate you and treat you like gum on the bottom of your shoe. So very scary, very real. It's definitely something that I think about a lot. You know, I have my face out. I think eventually it's inevitable that I will not be able to visit the States. Um, That being said, yeah, just the tips that I already shared and have a reason for why you're going to the States. I personally don't think it's worth it to go down there and try and work. I would personally never tour to the States. The only way I would ever work in the States is maybe um, if I arranged something on Twitter, but even then I wouldn't be able to post dates or anything because I've heard of border agents checking social media and stuff. Um, Like, it's just, I don't know how they know these things, but they do. Maybe if I picked someone up at the casino in Vegas, then I, you know, would take a client or something like that. Or maybe if I had like connections in the States with another sex worker. But otherwise, I just, I don't think it's worth it. You know, there's so many places in the States that I want to go travel to again. You know, I love just going to Vegas for a few days and it'd be super embarrassing. And you know, super unfortunate if I got banned. I also have family in the States and we're going to have a family reunion in the near future when COVID's over. So how awkward would that be if I had to tell them, yes, sorry, I'm actually banned from entering the States. So, and then the other thing that I want to touch on with this is the facial recognition. And everyone seems to think if you blur your face, you're safe. Well, I learned recently that is not the case and the facial recognition can actually... I don't know, the artificial intelligence in it can somehow look past the blur and can still identify somebody. So nobody seems to be safe these days. So all I have to say is be careful. It's a very real threat. Canadian sex workers going to the States and getting in big doo-doo. Even in other countries, some other girl I know had issues like in the UK. So the world hates sex workers, unfortunately. And yeah, it's very scary and it's very unfortunate, but that does happen. So thank you so much for your question. If anyone has questions for future weeks, definitely let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on OnlyFans. And next week, my other hooker mom, Cougar Nikki, will be joining me. We did an amazing interview. Her story is absolutely insane. Um, Yeah, I can't wait for everybody to hear it. And have a wonderful week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of No Life Skills. Follow Ashlyn on social media at No Life Skill or at Adore Ashlyn. Be sure to like, comment, and hit that subscribe button. We'll see you on the next show.